This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. On today's show, we're uh, taking a deep look at your summer projects and how you should be working in this heat because it is different when it gets this hot. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? I'm hot. You're hot already? <laughs> The just air, walking the in. The air's working. Yeah, it's working, yeah. but to get here was tough. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, I agree. It has been uh, it's been brutal. Yeah, and they're starting early. They're working on some projects in my neighborhood, and man, I think they're starting about five thirty. As soon as sun, as soon as there's any yes. bit of light, there's any light, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, but if you live in Arizona, it's still ninety nine degrees. It. You know, two o'clock in the yeah. morning. That's, right. That's brutal. Well, you're not drinking the air in Arizona. You are in Mississippi. Well, that's true, but then you... It's not like this because you're so dry. Right, right. <laughs> so what have you been working on, Pam? What's going on? Well, I needed to brag on myself. Andrew was on a couple of weeks ago about small you know, small engine repair, yeah. and I was complaining about my lawnmower not starting. Mm-hmm. And he said I could drain the gas out of the, you know, out of the tank uh-huh. and out of the carburetor. And I thought, well, I'm just going to try that. Now, folks... You need to put on the oldest clothes you own. <laughs> oh, right. If you're going to try this. And I actually did a video. I wish that we could add smell to video. <laughs> right, right. smell of vision I think we've tried that before. Because one of the things this hum- humidity will do is it will carry the odor. And so um, I was able to take my lawnmower, I took it up a ramp, and I rolled it onto a table. Uh-huh. So it was kind of, you know, it was high enough for me to look at. Oh, cool. And then I began to drain the gas. I cleaned uh-huh. up the, the line. I uh-huh. did everything Andrew told me to do. I cleaned right. the line up. I got a little hose, and I washed it off a little bit. And then I took out my filter, my, uh-huh. and then I uh, took the – this is what was funny. And I've got a video on it. We'll have it up mm. sometime this next week on our YouTube channel. <laughs> but I did not have the hole – in the frame of the lawnmower so the gas wouldn't drain through the hole into a catch pan underneath uh, the lawnmower. There was no hole. I looked everywhere. Okay. There wasn't a hole. So you had to turn the thing over. No, no, no. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I'm 60 years old and I don't pick things up like that. Right. Okay. okay. So I have to be industrious. So I went into my shop where I keep everything nicely organized, and uh-huh. I had an old hose. Ah, are we siphoning? Ah, yes, from an old um, laundry yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah. You know, the connection hose, the yeah. plumbing hose on that. Mm-hmm. I snipped it off on one side. Yeah. I put it down into an old gas can uh-huh. and drained that gas right out. Undid the um, the fuel line. Right. And then put my little... the And the... 
the top of that hose, you know, where you connect it, was a nice little siphon. Right. Right there. That's so cool. I would love to tell you that it wasn't messy, but there was still a lot of gas around. Right. And so I had to take my rags. You know, if you take a rag that, and Jeff may have some experience with this in the insurance industry, but if you take a rag that's got any type of a flammable chemical in it, right, and you ball it up and throw it in a bucket, mm-hmm. you're going to have fire. Right. It becomes combustible. Right. So I took the the old rags that I keep in my shop that mm-hmm. were now doused in gasoline. Right. <laughs> and I hung them out over some cinder block um, in the driveway to get uh-huh. them nice. I let them air out for a while, and then right. I threw them in the washing machine. Okay. But, yeah, I got the gas drained out, um, and I did that because I bought an electric lawnmower. Right. So um, my battery lawnmower, but now my gas lawnmower will be ready to go in case there's ever a problem because I've drained everything out of it. Did you try to put anything back in to see if it will crank? No, because I didn't want to do that and then have to drain it out again. Oh, okay. okay. I got you. <laughs> I was one and done right. on that. Okay. So we'll see, you know, if it, if it doesn't crank the next time, then I'll just go buy another lawnmower. Right. Well, uh, I know I was going to ask Jeff what he was working on this week, but I saw a big picture of Red Snapper, so I know what he was doing. We know what he was doing. He was casting a line. I was working on Red Snapper. Popping some tops and casting some lines. Well, good. Uh, you uh, Houseworks uh, running on all cylinders. You guys putting down new stuff? We are. Um, we are so busy right now. Um, it's It's overwhelming. Um, I guess that's a good place to be. It is. is. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying. I am not complaining. Um, But we are are turning into uh, why is it taking so long? Interest Mm -hmm. rates are going up. My lock is running out. And and then I get a phone call from our cabinet door supplier. There's 11,000 doors in front of me. Because for some reason in this country we cannot get MDF now. Huh. That's a that's a that's an animal you can't get. It's gone. Yeah, it's, 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 the supply is chain it. is really the big problem on everything. I I, I, I'm so sick of hearing supply chain. Um, well, for those of you that don't know, first let me clear up. MDF is is like a it's a manufactured wood product, right? That, that they use in cabinetry and things like that. It's right, very it's, strong. Yeah, it's what we what we normally make our cabinet doors out of. You get a sheet of MDF. You put it on your CNC machine, and you type the, I'm going to call it a coordinates just because of boat language, right, but right. you type mm-hmm. the program in there, it cuts the doors out, and it starts spitting outdoors. Right. And we normally get them within three or four days. Um, now we're getting them in, you know, six weeks. Oh, man. So it really you, stops things from happening. Oh, it stops everything because when you don't have a cabinet door, you cannot paint your paint your 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 house. Right, right. When you cannot paint, you cannot do your electrical trim or your HVAC trim or your plumbing trim. Right. You, you know, you can't do your tile. You, you can't do your flooring. It, it shuts the whole job down. Wow. Over, you know, MDF? MDF. Whoa. Are there different types of MDF, different qualities of MDF? Man, I, you know, the, I, I don't think so. So what we're leaning towards now, uh, in fact, I spoke with a customer on the way into the studio this morning. Um, let's explore wood. Yeah. The right, right. Uh, like a standard wood. Sure. Just, yeah. 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 You know, yeah. we'll do a maple or, 
you know, some yeah. some sort of, of cabinet door wood right. uh, that, that we can build our, our like doors an, out of. Like an organic wood rather than a processed product like MDF. It, correct. Right. Correct. And then put the, you know, those old houses had the, you would come in and trim those doors out. So your trim well, was yeah, exterior. That, that was uh, uh, back, back in the day. Back in the back day. Back in the day, we, we, we cut out a piece of plywood and we put what was called lip mold on it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so mm-hmm. anytime you walk in a house, you're wondering, how old it is? Uh-huh. Look for the lip mold. Look, look for the lip mold, or or, or lift the uh, commode tank uh, lid and look under it. The date will be stamped there. So mm-hmm. you know, back in the back in the seventies, it was all lip mold, mm-hmm. plywood and lip mold. Mm-hmm. Okay, we may be going back there. <laughs> we might be. Right. You, well, you, the reason you know, sh- shag carpets coming back. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I'm asking is because you know we test whirlpools and open cat. Yeah, you know, yeah, I open yeah. every single drawer and cabinet door. Um, it's amazing the things that will, that are not working. So we always check that. Well, the tops, especially on uh, Whirlpool or on those cabinet doors, if they're MDF, they're puffy. Yeah. Yeah, well, if if they they um, MDF doesn't MDF and water do not like each other. Right, yeah. there, right. So, so yeah. you know, maybe we could just put wood doors on the whirlpool from now. <laughs> right there, you go. Hey, I had this. Uh, the story came out, I guess, two days ago, um, and it was about a, a a Rankin County contractor. And I'm just going to leave that there as far as as far as whom. Bum, bum, bum. But I, but I wanted to, I really wanted to get this story out to to all of our listeners about this. The person was and I, and I want our contractors here to hear this. This is what was happening. The person was going to people's homes and he was promising to fix uh, garage doors. Well, he was taking the full price from them, materials and labor. And then they never saw him again. Oh, and he, oh man! And he did it over and over really? and over again. Well, uh, you know that's that's cool until Rankin County investigators got into it and MBI and everybody else. And I mean, it became a big deal. Well, this person is now. Uh, Gracing one of our finer, smaller rooms. Nice. State. Yeah. Good. Well, it, it's called stealing, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. It, that's that's what it's called. I yeah. just stole money from you. That's right. Um, I didn't use a gun, so it's not robbery. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did steal... Uh, your 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 money right. and, and this is one of those times you know you you hear us talk about it on the show quite a lot and we talk about first of all check your contractor and that yes there is a place to check your contractor msboc dot us that's where you can go online and see if the contractor that you are now working with or hoping to hire or whatever actually is licensed insured all that other yeah. jazz um and and if you can't find one of those go to your local home builders they can usually find you someone that can help you out but once you have your contractor check that person's name on msboc.us you know I, i've been i've been seven years on this on this radio show and i, I said it from day one pick your contractor Sit down, interview your contractor, uh, and your contractor is going to interview you. I, I guarantee if, if you call me to come to your house and look at something, I'm interviewing you as much as you're interviewing me. Mm-hmm. Once that process is over and if we like each other, I want to know what that contractor is working on today. I don't want to know what he worked on six months ago, he or she, uh, uh, three months ago. I want to know what are you working on today. 
I'm calling that that customer. Right, that client of his. Yes. Or there. How are you being treated? Mm-hmm. Is job site clean? Are they doing what they said? Is pricing where where they said it was going to be? Blah blah blah. Do your homework. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, someone mentioned in this article that one of the simple things that you can do is 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 that someone who is has got all their paperwork together is not afraid to show you that they are. That's right. That they are that they are credible in their business. They're yeah. not afraid to do that if they've got all their paperwork together. And, you know, something you can do that's real easy, pick up your phone, everyone has one, mm-hmm. and dial the the phone number. Of the, it, of did, the contractor? Of the contractor. Did someone answer that phone? Interesting. It, or, <laughs> it, um, uh, oh, the, your voicemail has been full for 13 months. I may not want that person. Right. right. Yeah, I need to be able to get in touch with you when something comes yes. up. That's a right. great idea. Well, so. and another another thing that I wanted to say, in each one of these occasions, in each of the six, I guess I think it was six that they mentioned, uh, ones where the guy just took the money and ran. But in each of these times, they paid for material and labor up front. No, no, right. no, 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 so, no. So he's in jail for six grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So, so, but that's the that's the deal. Is that if it, if anyone asks for you asks you for every bit up front, it should, there should be your red flag. Oh right. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, we even have a system set up on our home inspections that we don't take payment until two hours after we start. Really. So if you put in your credit card uh-huh. for our, to pay for one of our inspections, we don't charge it until we've been there two hours. So you're guaranteed that we're – and we also well, have a contract. Right. You know, I'm, I'm building – I don't know how many houses we've got going right now, but 15 or 20 probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them sold. Uh, we didn't ask for all of our money up front. Mm-mm. Right. Now, I did ask for a down payment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also asked for a signed contract. A signed contract. Mm-hmm. I also asked for a bank letter. There you go. Do right. you have the ability to pay? Right. Yeah. Nothing wrong with any of that. Because, no. I, you know, I look, I, I don't know that, that homeowner that I'm doing a, you know, $100,000 remodel with. But I'll tell you what I'm going to know. Do they have the ability to pay? Right. I'm, I'm not going to take your word for it. I want to. I want to. I want proof, ability to pay. Well, that's a typical credit business has those exactly. things. Exactly. So. You're you're not going in the car lot and buying a car without uh, proof to pay. Right. Well, yeah. And it, years ago, when I started, which is years ago, <laughs> I remember one of the first inspections that I did. I had asked the client, "I need a signed contract before I get started." And right. the realtor looked at me and she goes, "What? Why do you need a contract?" And I looked at her, and I said, well, would you sell a house without a contract? Right, right. right. <laughs> well, and remember, uh, I, I, last but not least, let's just go ahead and say, if someone approaches you and you're working with them, the least you can do is check on msboc.us to see if they're legit. Right. right. So well, start. if somebody knocks on my door and tells me I need some work on my house that I didn't know I needed. <laughs> right. Okay. There's a good I'm beginning. I'm going to be suspicious. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we're going to continue looking at your DIY summer projects. Also, uh, let us know how you're going to stay cool while working on your summer projects. I've got a really good one for this that I've learned recently. Call us at 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Mike uh, did call us on the line. He's in Hernando. What's going on, Mike? Hey, just a point. Um, my neighbor behind me has a wood-paneled, vertical wood slat fence around his backyard, mm-hmm. and the previous owner had put a gate onto this back uh, back street, which is in a stupid place. So my buddy that bought the house is having that removed, and they're going to put the gate on the side by the driveway. Okay. And so it's just two, two sections. But the contractor's an independent from Lewisburg, and he's doing an extremely good job. He's a young man. But he told me last night, because I walked over there, I said, is this expensive? He said, well, it's going to rent them about 1500 bucks." And I about fell over. It's 1500 bucks. <laughs> he said, well, cost of materials. And he said, we're reusing as much as we can, but the cost of wood has gone sky high. So I'm just saying to people, and I was going to do a project in my backyard, and I'm like, no, no, it's, it's way too costly. But this fellow, it's earning a living for him, and he says, I can't right. help it. I have to charge so well, he's right. Materials. Yeah, materials are ridiculous right now. Oh, if you yeah. go and look at them, it's it's. I, I don't know how how much. I think we looked at this a couple of weeks ago, Jeff. But I don't know how much per home it's more to build a home right now. Uh, but I know between 2019 and today, it's got to be a, a, a great difference. It is so. now lumber. Lumber is trending downward, right? Um, and it has been continually trending downward. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that that process will work. Uh, I just got a framing package quoted, and it was about thirty eight thousand pre-pandemic it was running about 24 okay. so that's probably about where we're supposed to be now as far as timing goes years past well that yeah. and then the price of home right. has gone up right so I, I think we're starting to get to a level yeah. um of of where i think things are going to be i'm right. not saying it's right or wrong right. i'm saying i think we're going to level out here before too long you know something that yeah, mike said so. that, yeah me too yeah the two things that you said mike that i really like um one is that you know it's okay to wait if you want to wait on a, a right. project because of what jeff is saying that it's probably a diy people that's i'm a diyer so i'm kind of waiting another thing is reuse yeah. If you can reuse, now you can't do that. You can't use used wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Now, hey, you know, every red blooded American has the uh, obligation to keep the economy going. That's <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so go, go buy that fence board. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or you can be like me, and I just use fences. I tear them down and, and use the fence wood, and I repurpose like crazy. Oh, fence wood. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. I use uh, old fence slats to make birdhouses and stuff. Oh, I yeah. use that stuff no, all that, the time. Oh, it's like the perfect wood. That's a good wood. use of that, because if we don't, it's going to end up in the landfill. That's yeah, right. So. Well, I well, used my very I, first fence I used as wainscoting in my den. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I know I'm not unusual because my house I built eight years ago for 165 thousand, and I'm told today it's worth 260. Wow! I'm not about to sell it because I'm I'm in Hernando, and Hernando's a booming. Right? Yeah, uh, I, I know exactly where Hernando I, is. Yeah, y'all are blowing and going up. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, Soto County is like a building boom. Oh, well, yes. you know, it, it it always has been. I'm I'm from Germantown and and uh, moved to uh, South Haven when I got out of high school, and it's uh, South Haven has always been one of the fastest growing uh, uh, areas in Mississippi. Yeah. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you guys something funny. I'm driving to work down I-269, and the air is tan with yeah. the dust from the construction. Right. Down here. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Mike, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope that does help on your fence. I will say um, it, it is going to cost a little more. Oh, it's expensive. And, yeah. and, you know, so. so. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, let's go real quick to uh, to this email. I think this is interesting. How hard is it to replace a thermostat? Can a barely there homeowner do it? And what is the price range to get a thermostat? I've seen them from five dollars to a hundred and fifty. What do I need to look for on the package? I really don't want a Wi-Fi connected one, but I would like it digital. The one I have is twenty years old and put in when we built. Ah, yeah, yeah. I put one in uh, down it's, at the it's, pond. It's, it's not hard. No, you can no. get a Honeywell for a hundred bucks at Lowe's. Yeah. I mean, or but nothing. If, if if all he wants is digital and, and not a Wi-Fi. I mean, you're you're probably looking at at, at thirty five dollars. Yeah, at, at, I was going to say under fifty dollars. Well, and then we get into uh, you know, and I talk about this so much on here. I'm kind of a broken record. Mm-hmm. If you can get a digital one that will allow you to circulate that fan, right, you will be more comfortable in your house and lower your energy bill. We will say the more settings. I, you said this on a show a while back about about your fan on recirculation, and and I went back and as a matter of fact, I took a picture of my thermostat and it did not have it that have option it. on yeah. it and so and now i'm thinking okay new thermostat yeah, sure yeah. yeah and it's nothing to put them in nah. everyone that you buy now and i would say for 100 bucks you could probably get exactly what you want mm-hmm. you can go to a big box store and pick one up mm-hmm. there's going to be a youtube video on how to do it right and there's also a chart and it's all colored the wires are colored right so you it's pretty easy the It'll instructions say, on these are really are really it's good and so follow them, easy follow them to the letter also so you don't have to do the big box. You can do a, a, a local hardware store. Yes, oh gosh, and, yeah. And that person would be glad to show you exactly How what the next thing is yeah. going to be. And yeah. what I mean by recirculate, usually your fan, this is not the unit itself, but you'll have some controls. You'll have on, off, and recirculate. Right. And what I mean by recirculate, if you hit that recirculate, then that fan will come on every 15 minutes. And what that does is it pushes air through that coil when the unit is not even on. So it continues to circulate and dry that air. Man, that's fantastic. I started that. uh, My HVAC guy told me that like 10 years ago, and it's just made a huge difference. And I keep the thermostat in my house on 78, and I freeze sometimes. Wow. 
What? Yes. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Try it, folks. All right. We will. (laughs) Um, uh, Just just a moment real quick. Uh, I I do want to go to a a call, but I wanted to talk about another email here real quick that uh, is funny to me. Hello, I have a question about your show regarding pests. My parents live in the country in rural North Mississippi. During the summer months, they have been having a problem with an infestation of what looked like some kind of centipedes. It's a silverfish, if you don't know what it is. Uh, We see them crawling everywhere, all over the wood floors. Could you suggest how to control or get rid of the centipedes? Uh, Yeah, and I think I know what they're talking about, which is what what I always knew is something called a silverfish. It looks like probably about maybe an inch long. It has two uh, things on the head, and it almost looks like a fishtail on back. Mm-hmm. It's usually in your drawers. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 they, eat, they eat cloth. Yes, yes. So I, I'm assuming that's what those are? Or they're roly-polies. Oh, well, if it's well, centipede, isn't that a cent- I mean, with a lot of little legs yeah. and it roly polies that roll, you know. But regardless, you, you talk gotta- to me about a two by four or a fish <laughs> or a boat. But right. no, no, yeah. no, no, out of well, my wheelhouse. Well, sealing up, you got to. And and I have a friend who's got ants right now, and it's so hot, everybody wants in. Right, Bugs, right. That is true. I mean, yeah. everybody wants in. So you have to figure out where it's getting in. I mean, is this the great time you, you to call know, the, the, the I mean, Terminator? Well, yeah. yeah, or do it yourself. You can do I it mean, yourself. How there might you do a, that? Well, there's a Bengal spray. I've mm-hmm. always liked Bengal, the red can with the orange writing on it. And that stuff, it, it sprays almost in a powder. And you can put that across your thresholds. You can put it underneath your sinks. And, and you know, I like spraying outside, yes. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing wrong with spraying the Granulars perimeter. around. Oh, yeah. Right. And you can buy, you can buy uh, at your local hardware or home stores, uh, a bottle of spray stuff that goes around your house, and you know, and it, and it, and it keeps a, a perimeter around. It's Mississippi; you'll never keep every bug out, but but it will make a good perimeter. Well, if you could figure out how they're getting in too, and it's amazing. Like what I've seen a lot of times that folks don't ever think about, because people in their house don't look up. You know, they don't. Right. They're not looking at their ceiling. If you have an interior attic access door, uh-huh. that's how they're getting in. Really? Mm-hmm. Not something I ever thought about. Yeah, I know. Nobody does. Okay. But if that because that door is spring loaded, and there is probably no weather stripping around that right. thing. So when you pull that door down, you've got wood to wood. Wow. So you're letting you're letting in attic air, and you're also like I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a ladybug shower. Pulling those things down. Really? Because they're all right there. Huh. And they'll come through those tiny little cracks. So there are, I've got a YouTube video on how to seal that door up. Oh. That will help with energy efficiency and also with bugs. So What's you, the YouTube? Uh, Inspected Like a Girl YouTube channel. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, real quick before we go to break, let's go to Jesse. And I, I can't even believe I'm saying Miami, Florida, but. You know, I yeah. saw that on the screen. Right. Jesse, awesome. are you calling from Miami? I'm calling from Miami. I usually get you on the, the weekends after the right before the garden show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm calling because I heard Pam saying the backwash a tankless water heater. How do you backwash one that just turns <laughs> off and run cold water through it? Or? No, you're not going to backwash it. You're going to flush it. 
And there should be, and you know, this is interesting too, and and Jeff can speak to this, but years ago when they first started installing these things, they wouldn't put the flush valves on the bottom. (laughs) So now we see the flush valves, and those are two faucets on the bottom of the unit. I'd watch a video on this. If it's in your attic, I probably wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd hire somebody well, you, to yeah, do it. Yeah, you could run a hose or a bucket. You could you could recirculate. Um, if it's up in your attic, you could recirculate in a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. Um, but you, well, we don't have too many attics down here in Miami. Right. And we don't have any basements, but we do have access to outside. Oh, awesome! Um, yeah, right outside. Okay. If it's on that outside wall, there should be a video. You know, I'll do a video. Um, <laughs> but there's a way to flush these things. Yeah. Sometimes you flush them, and the manufacturer says to do it once a year. That's right. I mean, you're you're supposed to. The way that you'll know that you need to do yours is that the water will turn to color, or your water flow at your fixtures will slow down. That means there's sediment in it. And there should be a YouTube video that you can watch on how to do this. What I did is I asked my plumber to do it the very first time, and I watched him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so now I can, you know, I can go in and flush mine. But it, it has to do with the two valves on the bottom. Uh-huh. If yours is outside, that's awesome. You should be able to. You don't need a bucket or anything. You just let the water flow out onto the onto the ground. Um, but it's a matter of turning those valves and allowing the water to flush through there for, I don't know, Jeff, how long are we supposed to do that? 60 seconds? It's not long. Yeah, um, I, I would I would do kind of yeah. like I do my pool. I flush it until I'm yeah, getting clean water. Yeah, you backwash it until it's clean. Yeah, until yeah. it's clear. Yeah. The only one I have is I have a red, a tube where it says a red dot to where the water comes in and... A blue dot where the cold water goes in that's and the it. hot water comes Yep, out. that's right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But and that, that, that goes straight across the top of the, the thing, and that's why I'm saying, well, I do just... No, those aren't the uh, lines you're going to flush. There should be under... You're talking about your supply lines on top. You're not going to fool with those yeah, at all. It's a, little bo- it's a little box. It's the size of a book. Almost. Oh, you've got a. Um, it's a tankless. No, he, he, his is in a. It's at. It's at the. Um, it's a tiny one. Is it electric? I think he's yeah, an electric. P i t a n. P i t a n. But nevertheless, you should have two cleanouts um, at the at the bottom, like Pam is talking about. Uh, if it's yeah, a newer, if it's a newer, out. if it's a newer heater. Yeah, if it's an older one, it might not have it. What are you okay, seeing, Jesse? The only thing that comes down to the bottom is the, uh, the electricity wire. So, hmm. But the manufacturer is right here by me because they're on uh, close to the Miami airport. And oh, I, I, think, always, I think that's where I would go. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay them a visit and, and ask them. Because it broke, I had it for like two years, and it broke down. My friend came and opened it up. And it was supposed to uh, defect the warranty. Right. I took it over to the company where I bought it. They, they didn't have it, so I took it back to the company since I found out the company is right there. They fixed it free with no problems here. Hmm. Come back in an hour and they'd be ready to have it. So they, they're a good, I mean, good company. Right. right. Okay, yeah. thank you very much and thank you for uh, 
some suggestion. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, we appreciate and that. And I think you're on to something. When I come across something like that and I can't find any information online, I'm going to the manufacturer. And let me mention this. There was a, and this has been about eight to ten years ago, when these tankless water heaters, and I'm going to speak to gas because that's what we have most of here, there was a manufactured defect, and Jesse mentioned that his had had an issue as well. Be sure that you are um, taking all of your appliances and water heaters and whatever and registering those so you can see if there's a recall. And there was a recall. On like sp- register when you buy them? Yes. Yeah. yeah, there'll be a product registration. And like what builders do is they'll leave that paperwork usually in a drawer. Right. Um, at For um, HVAC and water heaters, it's usually right at the unit or inside the cabinet. Mm-hmm. If you'll open that up, and, and what we do and inspect it like a girl, is we take photographs of the make, model, and serial number and put that in the report for you. Mm-hmm. If you'll register that information, then you'll get information on if there's a recall. Ten years ago, we didn't do that very much. But what we found was that there was a slate of water heaters, tankless water heaters, and I can't remember uh-huh. the model right now. And they were all not working. Oh. They'd work for a while, and then people would be in their shower, and all of a sudden it'd go cold. Oh. Which, you know, in the summer, not, you know, right. okay, but in the winter. Um, so I kept going back because I kept getting these phone calls. Well, I checked with the manufacturer, and sure enough, it was a warranty recall. Oh, wow. And so these plumbers, and they get paid to go back in and do warranty right. work. They were coming in and replacing these units. So it sounded okay. like that was what was going on with Jesse as well. And then what you want to do, if you're a nerd like me, is you just take you, you want to find out how to take care of it. Right. So if it says flush it every year, learn how to flush it every year. It, yes, if you're doing what Pam tells you to do. Yeah, well, you just read the directions. <laughs> right. You know. Well, Pam reads the directions on everything. I, I do. Know. Yeah, I, know. I do. She flits around the house all day long just changing things. I, know. I think I think she comes over to my house and get all uh, get get gets all the instructions that I throw away yeah. and reads them. She's I'm like going the, through people's garbage right. looking for manufacturing instructions. <laughs> like the filter fairy. Right. All right, uh you know, we're going to take a break here. It's time for another one when um when we uh join today's show coming back give us a call 877 mpb ring it's 877-672-7464 or send an email at fixit101 at mpbonline.org we'll be right back hello i'm dr nancy lotridge anderson president of new perspectives a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of money talks For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB Public Media app. Also, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. All right, uh, you got an email that says, My neighbor 
has a tree that has limbs hanging over my roof. Jeff, you've been through this one. Its droppings are staining my roof and clogging my gutters. Should I ask them to cut it back or volunteer to share the cost of tree removal? Um, Jeff, you've answered this question a lot of times about what happens when the tree falls on your property. Um, If my neighbor's branches were going over my house, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Um, I would cut the branches. You cut the branches. Absolutely. Right. Wouldn't wouldn't ask anything. I would cut the branches. Right. Because in essence, um, now uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. So like uh, if, a, if a tree is hanging over into your art, yard, you own that part of that tree, right? That is my understanding. Right. Okay. Now, if that tree falls from your neighbor's yard on your house, mm-hmm. your insurance company will cover that because your neighbor did not insure your house. Right. Now, let's take this one step further. The tree is showing evidence of decay. Right. It's starting to die. It's not looking good. Uh-huh. First thing I'm going to do, I'm going to write a letter to my neighbor. Uh, your tree looks like it's dying. Please remove your tree before it falls on my house. Right. I'm not going to pay for it. Right. It's it's not my tree. Um, depending on what happens, hopefully the good neighbor says, you know what, you're right. I'm going to get it removed. Thank you for, right. for bringing that to my attention. Uh, neighbor says, no, I'm not doing anything. I think at that point... Uh, you um, um, probably, and I, I can't believe it's coming out of my mouth, but you're probably going to have to to get some counsel, some some legal counsel, to find out what I can do legally before this tree falls on my house. Wow, wow, okay. So, and can you talk to your insurance provider about? I mean, can they give you some guidance on something no. like that? No, because insurance is not in the business of preventing that tree from falling. Right. All right. Well, let me ask you this. They are only in the business of acting after that tree falls. Well, let's say this person's tree is, uh, they said it was over its roof and it's, and it's, and it's, you know, stuff falling down. What, what if this tree just through shading and mold and everything else creates a problem with this roof? Oh man, I think that's uh, I think that's legal counsel that you. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's it's above above my pay grade. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm gonna. I mean, okay. So this is me. I'm gonna go, and I've actually had this conversation with my neighbor because I have. It's not going over my roof. It's going over my shop roof. Okay. And I get all these. So the squirrels are having a lot of fun on my shop roof because <laughs> right. it's got those deep ridges in it. Sure. It's an old metal sure. thing. Right. So they're building nests, and you should see Pammy up there with her blower trying to get those right. leaves off. I'm going to hurt myself one of these days. <laughs> um, so I just talked to my neighbor, and I said, listen, I'm going to trim the, these limbs up. I'll yeah. try to, you know, I'll try to keep the shape of the tree, but I wanted to let you know that I'm yeah. going to trim these up because of the damages and the amount of debris I'm getting on my roof. Right. My and, you know, I think most neighbors are neighborly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think they welcome that. Yeah. Oh, man, thank thank you. You know, let me let me help you or something. Right. Um, okay. So. All right, that uh, that sounds good. But nope. limbs over roofs is never good. No, <laughs> no, no. It's not a good any, idea. If it's your tree, the neighbor's.
whose tree, whoever's tree it is, get them cut back. Right. Because right. it's, it's, all it's doing is damage. Well, I'll tell you, we had a, I had a situation the other day with some gutters. And we're not going to talk about installation because we uh-huh. know where Jeff and I are on that. <laughs> right. But what happened on this one, and this was a pretty nice house. This is out in Madison. It's a very nice house. Well, they had a lot of beautiful trees that had grown up through uh-huh. the years. Okay. It was an older home. Well, 2005. And all of these oak trees had dropped all these leaves, uh-huh. and there were some pines. So you know where the gutter will come into? Um, it comes into the roof, and they'll cut it off so that stuff will drain out and right. they come down the valley? Yeah. Well, they hadn't left a big enough gap there. Uh-huh. Okay, But still, I even think with the gap, all of that debris in those gutters had backed up so much at that point where it was reaching the roof that the water was literally going up the shingle underneath, underneath the shingle and leaking. coming down right. into a closet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they it didn't, I'm that. sure they didn't know. I mean, That's these right. people had no idea what right. was going on. But you've just, when you have limbs and trees, and I was just watching a video. I'm getting ready to clean my gutters because I'm going to get a new mm-hmm. roof put on. I'm going to wait and let them do the work, and then I'm going to clean them. But they've got caps on them. Uh-huh. I've got gutter guards and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking. Even if you've got a guard, you may end up with stuff in there. That's yeah. right. So oh, you yeah. got to clean those out. So I've been watching some videos on how to take the end caps off and run my hose down in there to get all the stuff out. You, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's a good point. The easiest way to make a shingle leak is run water Up. the opposite way mm-hmm. of that the shingle is designed to, to move water. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you, all you got to do is run water up under it. It, it leaks every time. It leaks every time. And another thing, too, straight line winds, and that's was what I got on the insurance claim with my okay, roof, good. roof, was because we've had all of these insane storms. Right. And you get a straight line wind, it'll go under that shingle and flip it up. Yep. And so I was up there with the insurance guys. That's another way to kind of help with the claim, by the way. <laughs> so I'm up there walking. I said, what's this? I do this? not and, recommend that. Nah, no, I know, Jeff. But, I, you know, as a home inspector professional, so I'm up there. But they they showed me where literally the shingles had flipped up and were and cracked. And debris was under it. And there was debris under it, wow. but it was cracked right down the horizontal edge of it. Really? Because the wind, because wind and rain, when it's coming in on a straight line wind, uh-huh. now the shingle normally has an adhesive there on the end. Mm-hmm. Is it, I don't I hate using it's the called word. A, um, it's called a, um, a, 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 tar, a tar strip. It's a little sticky, yeah. just down down um, um, a little ways from the shingle up above it. So mm-hmm. the shingle up above will stick when it gets hot. When it gets hot, to that right. tar it line. sits down on that tar That's line. Right. But if you get a really good, show enough, straight line wind right. like we've had, it'll go underneath it mm-hmm. and flip it up. Yeah. And for those of you who have never really touched any uh, shingle or roofing material or anything like that, it's really weird when you touch a shingle. It's actually... It feels almost fibrous, and then when you flip it over, it only it it can only stretch a little bit, and then it'll just crack right in half, mm-hmm. uh, just because of its fibrous nature of what mm-hmm. it is. Well, it's grainy, so it's so it's incredibly tough on the top, but you can break it with no no effort whatsoever. That's right, yeah. sure it'll can. get brittle, and you've got to watch. You know, I learned so much hanging out with this roofer and this insurance guy because I ask a lot of questions because that's I'm a nerd like that. I, I'm asking, so what does this mean, and what does this mean, and how right. did this work? So. I'm going to help. Uh, I just got the claim approved Saturday night, so we're going to walk through this process on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we've got uh, a, 
a, a comment about our tree coming up here in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. And as I mentioned, Tara's on the line to tell us about how we deal with that tree problem. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. On the phones, we've got Tara from Madison. She's got a comment about the tree situation we had a few moments ago where we talked about a, someone's tree hanging over your roof. Tara, are you with us? Yes, I am, and thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, um, in my experience with dealing with Y'all talked about this before um, and handling the problem. I found out if your husband is hosting a home improvement show talking about trees, it's best if you take that opportunity and call and say, Jeff, will you please call a tree guy to get our trees cut that are hanging <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Can we mute that call? <laughs> no. <laughs> Live radio, baby. You need to go measure something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Tara. That's awesome. Well, look, Jeff is not the first one. My wife called me out on this show many moons ago. (laughs) I remember that. For a project that I had not done. So there you go. You're part of the club now, Jeff. Mm. Uh, We're running out of time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Bye. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Real quick, uh, what you guys were talking about a few minutes ago, There's, I've got an email question that kind of pertained to that. Uh, it's time to repaint the outside of my house. If I want to change the color scheme, is it better to paint the existing gutters, or are there different colored gutters to replace the old ones? Uh, if painting, should I take them down and spray them or leave them up and use exterior paint that I use on the house? Wow. Um, you can paint your gutters. I've never seen it look as good as original. Um, they can make gutters in just about any color you can there, imagine. There are a lot of colors out there. Um, but now if I am just if, – if my gutters are in good shape and the only reason I want to change my gutters is because of the color, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to paint them. Okay. Sure. Have you painted them before? Have Absolutely. Yeah, we we paint gutters, we paint we paint garage doors, right. which is made out of the same material. Right. And um, no, I'm I'm going to paint them. Okay. What kind of paint should you use? I'm on? just going to use a good exterior paint. Do you need an oil base? Um, I, no, I don't think we're. I don't think we're putting oil you base can on use that. A okay. On yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. So painting yeah. is a good way to go. Is there? Should you? I, I guess it's a. It's a gutter, so it probably needs to be cleaned first somehow. Yeah, I would clean it. Now I'm not yeah. taking the gutter down. Right. You're no. just going to paint it in place. Um, absolutely. 
You know, I think I think I, I have to agree. Bringing the gutter down, if you're going to bring a gutter down, you may as well go with new back up. That's a that's a big risk because it is it's flimsy. Uh-huh. Uh, it won't even hold its own weight. Nope. And you know, and it's set up there in a way that it drains water. And if you don't right. put it back yeah, right, it you won't. Put it back. It's that's a three person right. job. If it's something you yeah. wanted to do on your own, now let me make a recommendation because I'm mm-hmm. actually getting ready to do this. Okay. I have this awesome, and I don't know what it's called. It's not scaffolding, but it's a platform. It's aluminum, so it's not real heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is four feet long mm-hmm. that opens up, and it will get some height on it. So you can literally – I've used that to paint my front porch. I've used it to put up a window. But the platform – Oh, I've seen these. These are, these are used – I've seen them. You can buy them. At a lot of different places, but what it does, uh, I know I've seen people use them to paint the top parts of rooms right. that they stand oh, it's on. Just, yeah. yeah, it's just a little aluminum. Like an aluminum platform. A, about a four aluminum? foot, and yeah, yes. it's got maybe two foot legs on it, mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. inch legs yeah, or something. Yeah, it keeps you from yeah. having to yeah, go and it, up and down the ladder that, so Oh, much. absolutely. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's light. Right. So just right. make sure that it is, um, you know, that you've got it positioned where it's on even ground. Right. And you can also use this over stairs because the um I think the, the legs, legs may be adjustable yes, or something. adjustable right. on yep. something like that. So And if you're going to use it outside, Pam, you might want to think about taking a uh, a small piece of board, even a piece of one of those reused mm-hmm. fence boards, and put it under each leg so that you don't get any sinkage. Right. right. Your, uh, that's a legs. good idea. And then what I do is I will bring it up to full height, and then I use my stepladder to step up onto it. Very nice. All right. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was engineered by Mr. Kevin Farrell today. Our call screener was, well, it was Charles the Intern. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.